Hi, this is Jim Lobato. I'm president and founder of a company called The Performance Group. Our business is helping the leadership of growth-oriented companies realize their potential. We do this by working with their sales force and helping those individuals discover and develop their unique abilities and to align those abilities with their opportunities. That's why we're known as a sales force development company. Well, Jim, first of all, before we get started, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jim. It's my pleasure. And um, um, when we get st- before we get started, I want to give some background on the small um, business development centers. Because uh, I was surprised the more I delve into, um, I was introduced to your organization through the SBA. I gave a talk at the SBA breakfast here in Des Moines. And um, there's a gentleman or a lady that represented your organization there. And that's how I got introduced to it. And I was just blown away the fact that you have, even though you're based, uh, uh, the, the central office is in Ames, Iowa. Is that right? Correct. Uh, but you have 15 centers. We do. We have 15 service centers throughout the state. Okay. So for our, our audience's sake, uh, give us some background on the Iowa Small Business Development Centers in terms of how it got started and everything. Well, the Iowa Small Business Development Centers uh, is a, uh, a program uh, that is hosted uh, by the, and, and funded uh, in part by the Small Business Administration. It started back around 1981. Uh, uh, former uh, Senator Gaylord Nelson from uh, Wisconsin, and uh, and a, and a, uh, a congressman uh, from Iowa, uh, were instrumental in putting it together, and it was created to assist small businesses in two aspects. One, uh, it was uh, one of the things that we do is we help business businesses become better businesses. Uh, by working with them to improve their operations and their marketing and, the, and, uh, uh, and their financing. And then we help them access capital as well. What's the connection with um, Iowa State University then? Iowa State University is the host for the program. We are actually uh, under the wing of the College of Business at Iowa State University. We're an outreach program uh, by the university and by the College of Business. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh, typical that... Uh, that small business development centers throughout the country are hosted by an educational institution, preferably land-grant institutions, if there is such one in the state. Okay. All right. We have to go back, too, because you started, uh, you got your degree in where? Well, I got my bachelor's degree at Claremont McKenna College in Southern California. Okay. So that's where I'm going to start. Okay. Southern California, Iowa. Southern California, Iowa. What's, yeah. the, what's the connection? <laughs> well, I actually grew up in Des Moines. And, really? And okay. I went, went to attended Windsor uh, Elementary and Merrill Junior High School, and then my father was uh, transferred to Kansas City at the end of my eighth grade year. So I did my high school uh, work in Kansas City, and a connection in Kansas City led me to uh, to Claremont in Southern California. So that's how I ended up out there. Okay. Uh, the The school out there focuses on economics and political science, which was my interest at the time. Uh, I ended up becoming an English major instead, but. Uh, uh, none, nonetheless, I think I, I uh, learned something by osmosis, at least, on the economics and political science sides. Okay. And then um, off to Iowa, then? After that, uh, after I graduated from uh, Claremont McKenna College, I took a year off and then started in the writer's workshop at the University of Iowa. That's what I saw on your resume. Yeah. I went to the workshop for a year, uh, then went back to Brown University, where I had a friend from undergraduate days who was in a similar program at Brown audited classes at Brown University, 
then came back and finished the, uh, the Master of Fine Arts degree uh, at the University of Iowa, and five days later started law school. Okay. And then get your it, law it was, degree then. I got my law degree. It was, I had actually intended to go to law school after undergraduate school, but decided I wanted a break and wanted to do a little bit of, of uh, exploring and something a little bit more so, creative. So were your parents ever wondering if you're ever going to get a real job or at some point? Or? Um, <laughs> after about 20-some years in school, I think they probably figured out I, 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 that I had figured out how to get the job. Okay. Uh, at least out. I was off their payroll. That's all they cared about. Right. Okay. But then ended up with the law degree from Correct. the university. Okay. Correct. And um, and then off to Dubuque, was it then? I actually practiced law with a firm in St. Louis for a couple of years okay. first. And uh, that was a litigation firm. Uh, and that's where I got my feet wet in the courtroom. And then uh, I met up with a gentleman uh, in Dubuque uh, that had a good practice, needed someone who had a little experience in the courtroom, uh, ended up in Dubuque, grew the practice in Dubuque, and had a great run, had the opportunity to represent some some excellent companies up in that area, uh, did an awful lot of, uh, did mostly business law and business litigation, and uh, had a great time, but my my philosophy was that after every 10 years you ought to change your career, and I finally did it about 15 years after my 10-year deadline, but uh, uh, I was happy to uh, after about 23 years, 25 years, I finally decided that was enough of the law practice and I wanted mm-hmm. to do something different. So I, I uh, stopped, uh, stopped litigating and spent most of my time consulting, which was very similar to what I had been doing in the law practice, just eliminated the, the litigation and saw the opportunity at, at Iowa State University to run the, the Iowa Small Business Development Centers and took advantage of it. Okay. And um, uh, so since 2007, you've been in that role. Correct. And so what have you seen in the last two years? I mean, uh, you've had quite a diverse background in, in not only in business uh, and, and working probably with all aspects of business, but the last two years have definitely had to be very interesting. It's been a real challenge the last two years. Um, we uh, Last summer, of course, uh, we had uh, the flooding and the tornadoes that, uh, that hit Iowa, and it has been tough uh, on businesses in a large part of the state, particularly the eastern half of the state, uh, and we have uh, focused a lot of our work not only on our regular uh, repertoire of business counseling uh, and uh, and uh, and training, but also on helping businesses recover from the disasters. Yeah, because I noticed um, um, in one of the press releases that the SBA actually recognized your organization, um, gave it some um, outstanding Contributions to Disaster Recovery in Iowa Award was given to your organization here just recently, wasn't it? That's correct. That's correct. Because you normally wouldn't think of an organization that is helping small businesses would have anything to do with disaster relief. Well, the interesting thing is that I didn't know that either. (laughs) (laughs) But we were talking about uh, how we wouldn't expect a small business association to be connected with uh, disaster relief in some way. When the when the flooding started, I got a phone call from uh, Joe Folsom, who's the district director for the Small Business Administration here in Iowa, uh, and invited me to join him for a cup of coffee. So we went over to a coffee shop across from his office, and and uh, I sat down, and he talked for about an hour and a half, and I took notes. And uh, what I learned that that time uh, was that uh, the Small Business Administration is the only disaster lender, not only for businesses, but also for homeowners and renters when disaster oh. strikes. 
you know, FEMA comes in uh, and helps people and, and will give them uh, a grant to get them through the first couple of weeks and get them started, but the only lending arm for disaster is actually through the Small Business Administration. Okay. So if people wanted to contact your organization, if let's say we started with that topic of interest, uh, how would they contact your organization? What do you recommend? Well, the uh, probably the if you're interested in starting a business or if you are an existing business and think you would you need some help uh, on a particular topic, uh, the best thing to do is to find the the contact information for the service center that is closest to you or closest to your business. If you go to the Iowa website, iowasbdc.org, on the home page there is a map in the lower left page, and if you click on the county where you're located, it pops up the uh, uh, the page for the regional center uh, uh, that covers that county and gives contact information for the regional director there. Okay. And again, that website is www.iowasbdc.org, O-R-G, or you can go out to the BizTalk website, biztalkradioshow.com, biztalkradioshow.com. There's a tab called As Heard on BizTalk, and we have a link out to the Iowa Small Business Development Center's website that way too. So there's two ways to find that. And, Jim, um, we want to talk about um, uh, some of the programs that you offer. Like Again, I was really blown away when I went out to your website. First one, I talked to your, your person who, over in Urbanville, her, her name escapes me at the moment. Sherry Schaefer. Sherry. Sherry. Did a, spent a, probably more time than she had just explaining to me exactly what your organization did and, and some of the services they had to offer. But give our audience a background uh, on why our federal government and our state government and our universities would even, would even allocate resources to small businesses. Ninety-five percent of the economy in the United States is small business. Now, the, the Small Business Administration defines small businesses as uh, uh, a business having fewer than 500 employees. Now, hmm. Some people may think that a 300 or 400 employee firm is not very small. You know, nonetheless, that's how Congress defined it. But in that category, 95% of the economy, or falls, I should say 95% of the economy falls within that, uh, within that category. Two-thirds of the jobs that are created in the United States uh, are created by small business. The state of Iowa uh, economy mirrors the national economy in that respect. Approximately 95%, 96% of, of the Iowa economy is small business, and, it is, and that sector of the economy is responsible for most of the job creation in the state. Okay. So uh, when you hear the national news about General Motors and you hear the national news about uh, AIG and even locally here, uh, we have some very good large employers. We're, nationally, we're really only talking about a small percentage of the businesses that really drive America. That's correct. I have to tell people when they, if, when they, they, they say they're, they're not familiar with small businesses, I say go, on, go to Main Street, wherever you live, start at the 100 block, and walk to the 600 block or the 1000 block and see how many national names you see on the storefronts. Uh, it's virtually none. Virtually none. Somebody with a good idea trying to provide a good service. That's right. Who opens its doors. And all of those businesses that are in the national news, like General Motors and Intel and, and uh, HP, all started at some point as a small business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they said, uh, I used to tell 
my salespeople and I are calling on local businesses. Just remember, every large business started out with a small business, but somebody who started out with a good idea. That's exactly right. Okay, so um, again, the website, if um, people in our audience wanted to go out and uh, contact you, is www.iowasbdc.org. Of course, the SBDC stands for Small Business Development Centers, and that's, uh, again, a .org web address. Uh, I would encourage you to do that. Because when I went out there and getting prepared for our program here today, just to refresh uh, what Sherry had talked about, I was really surprised that let's start with the, the resources if you're starting a business. And you, you, before the program, you told me something very interesting that you're saying that a lot of people are coming to you in a recession who want to start a business, which would almost seem like counterintuitive to maybe some people in our audience. That's correct. We Our services... Uh, break down into two for two groups one those people who want to start a business and and people who are already in business uh, if you want to start a business and you haven't had one before and come to us for assistance uh, then typically we would ask uh, uh, ask you to attend what we call a smart start training session which is a uh, which is a three or four hour uh, uh, classroom uh, experience where we you get uh, the nuts and bolts of what it takes to start a business. If after going through that and understanding how complex the, uh, and difficult and time-consuming it can be to start a business, you're still interested, then typically we would have you make an appointment with one of our uh, counselors in one of our service centers uh, and talk about your business ideas, and they could explain to you what, uh, uh, you know, what steps you need to take uh, to get started and so forth. And I should say, by the way, that all of our counseling, whether it's for someone starting a new business uh, or someone in an existing business, is free. Uh, that is, uh, our charter uh, from Congress says that we are there to, to uh, help businesses become better businesses uh, and to access capital uh, and that all of our, all our counseling services are free. If you're an existing business, uh, then uh, typically you would call the center, uh, explain what it is you'd like to talk about, whether you're for instance, you're having a particular problem in your business or perhaps you want to expand, uh, expand your business or extend a product line or extend into a new market uh, and make an appointment to talk with a counselor about how you might uh, be able to do that. It's interesting that when you get into a recession, uh, you do see an uptick in the number of people interested in starting businesses. And it's not just people who've lost their jobs through layoffs. Uh, it's, I think uh, it's some, some of it is that. And I think a lot of people, they look at that and they see that uh, – uh, that they'd like to have. They may not have lost their job, but they do see that they could be at risk uh, uh, in either near term or even uh, longer term, uh, and they want more control over their, over their economic future. And I think that's what drives a lot of the people. So what, it's interesting that in, in a recession, we see an uptick in the number of people who want to start a business. And so they feel like uh, they're almost out of control, and this be one way to get in control. Correct. Yeah. Maybe not control of your time if you start a business, but uh, certainly not, as you know. <laughs> the the uh, what's the standard line? Uh, um, you know, great thing about owning your own business is you, is you only have to work half days. Pick any twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good yeah. That's correct. That's correct. So you, given your background um, with your uh, law degree, um, being in court. You, uh, obviously, and, and being in litigation, and then being involved with the law firm in Dubuque, which sounds like you, you worked with a lot of small businesses. Um, what's the biggest misperception that people have when they want to start a business? 
I, I think the, probably the biggest misperception is the, the time and attention that it takes. You have to be attuned to, the, to details. Uh, it's, yeah. the, it's the old story. If you sweat the small stuff, the, the, you know, the big things will, will pretty much take care of themselves. Um, that's not entirely true, uh, but it does take an enormous attention to detail if you're going to do a business correctly. Uh, you have to pay attention to the operational issues. You have to pay attention to customers. You have to pay uh, attention to uh, where you want to take the business in the future, how you're going to get there. Uh, I think the other, th- the other th- uh, misperception that people have is that they can do it uh, on their own, do it alone. Hmm. And they can't. You really need, uh, you, you need advice. You need people to bounce ideas off of. And, and that's where the small business development centers come in. We are a, f- a fantastic resource. Uh, everybody that we have as counselors is either working in, if they're, if they're a regional director running our service center, they've owned a business before. Uh, everybody uh, who's out there doing counseling and running a center has had to make payroll at some point in their lives. Wow. Uh, and uh, we often uh, hire as well what we call subject matter experts uh, that we'll bring on board to assist, uh, to assist uh, our clients, whether they be accountants, uh, attorneys, patent attorneys, uh, marketing specialists and so forth. So, so they're getting real world experience. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, my father owned a business. He said you haven't lived until you had to make a payroll. That's exactly right. <laughs> but payrolls do, and, and maybe not enough money in the account to make it. You okay, find well, a way of doing and, it. And it teaches you that as a business owner, you're always the last one to get paid too. Yeah. So it was a it was interesting. I was in a conversation because I'm blessed to work with a lot of good businesses and. Uh, a majority would fall into what you call the, the category of small business with less than 500 employees. And I forget who the other day made a comment to me. He said, that, he said, Jim, the difference between the leadership when you run in a company versus leadership and maybe when you run in a department, he says, you may delegate something to go get done, but the it doesn't stop there. In other words, you have to go back and investigate how it was done and when it was done and did it meet your standards. And then you have to repeat it again the next time you delegate it off. It gets back to what you said. It's just paying attention to the details that's all true. the time. Yep, that's true. Good advice if you're thinking about starting uh, a business. All right. Uh, given what's been going on recently, no doubt you've been receiving a lot of phone calls, people concerned about other issues. And now I'm switching over to our friends who currently have a business that's up and running. And maybe that's been some time or maybe it's been recent but they ran into maybe some roadblocks or some speed bumps. What are you hearing from the people that are calling your offices today? Well, I, I think a lot of people in existing businesses are, are worried that their markets are disappearing because they are seeing their customer base uh, mm. contract a bit. Uh, so a lot of them are focused on how do they protect what they have in terms of the customer base and how do they go seek new markets? You know, what, where are they going to find new customers? Uh, how do they find them? How do they reach them? Uh, what What are the best tools and tactics uh, in order to to uh, uh, you know, to show that that new customer base that that they have unique services or unique goods that can can fill a need that that new customer has? Uh, it uh, It's an ongoing challenge. Everybody has that. Uh, I think most businesses are always out there beating the bushes for new customers, but it's gotten particularly important uh, in the current recession. I do think, from what we're hearing, that at least for Iowa businesses that are regional uh, or local in scope, I think they're, we, uh, most, a lot of the businesses have, are starting to see things turn around, or at least they're not getting any worse. Yes. 
uh, those that are dealing with national and international markets are still seeing some contraction going on. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it, it, um, the, my, the conversations I'm dealing with people have definitely turned, which is um, how do I get in position when I need to get in position in 2009 to have a great 2010? Not that they've given up in 2009, but you know the amazing thing about running a business is it's just the amount of time it takes to get momentum going in a certain direction. Well, and I've always been uh, a contrarian, and you're in the uh, you're a, a sales professional, and you you may feel the same way I do. Uh, I'm a contrarian in the sense that a lot of businesses uh, start uh, uh, start cutting expenses for marketing yeah. when they hit a recession, and I think that's the exact wrong time to do it. They that's when they need to be trying to grab market share, so that when they when the recession starts ending and they start coming out of that, they've got a uh, you know they're ahead of the curve, so to speak. Yeah, it, and I, I, it's funny you mentioned. I was telling a group of uh, gave a talk in Cedar Rapids the other day, and I said there's a reason why people like Coca-Cola and Pepsi pay attention to market share, and they freak out when they lose a quarter point or half point because market shares tend to be static. You always have them. Tough to seems like easy to lose, tough to get back. But if you have a one percent market share uh, now uh, in a market that's contracted, when the market expands, you still have one percent of a larger pie. Right. Or a chance to even get one and a half percent, or whatever the case may be. So I'm glad to hear that uh, I'm given the same advice. It appears that you're given. Um, okay. When I went out to the website, um, I pulled down some things. I, uh, if you go to the website again, I, I'll give it out. Is uh, www.iowasbdc.org. If you go to our website, which is www.biztalkradioshow.com. And then click on As Heard On. You'll find the link that way. It's ever the easiest for you to find that. But I thought it was interesting. You had a section for starting a business and articles you can actually pull down. And also uh, growing a business. I just want to tell our audience. I'll mention some of these things. Um, Under the Grow the Business, there's uh, sections for accounting, human resources, management, regulations, Marketing, legal issues, and, and technology. And that pretty much covers, I think, a majority of that. But the articles that I thought was interesting, which were avoiding cash flow problems, uh, managing your inventory, how to manage effectively, e-marketing is key to promote your business, copyright basics, uh, identity theft, how to manage effectively, uh, employee benefits, um, you know, great employees require great employers, and I pulled down a couple of those articles, again, I thought were just fascinating reading and, again, just a free resource, almost the same as the BizTalk website. Everything out there is available for free. You just have to either request it or pull it down. And uh, when you're operating a business, you have a tendency to feel like you're in isolation. And in that isolation, you tend to think you're the only person dealing with these issues. And, again, there's a website out there the Iowa Small Business Development Center's website that has these resources can trigger and get that going. You mentioned that your services are free. That's correct. So if they wanted to contact you, is it simply as just picking up the phone and then scheduling an appointment? Is that how it's done? That's right. If Now, as I said, if they haven't operated a business before, right. it's typical that we request that they go to a Smart Start class first. If, if after that fire hose... Uh, uh, of uh, of information, uh, they still think that they want to pursue their business idea, then they need to contact the regional director, make an, right. uh, at, in this, at the center closest to them, and make an appointment to uh, to talk to them about their business ideas. 
And again, that uh, the center nearest you is available on the website. Just go ahead and click on it. You'll find the one. There's 15 centers in the state of Iowa. One, no doubt, that is close to where you are. Jim, we have a caller on our program here tonight, and that's uh, Dave. And he has a question for you, I'm assuming. Dave, welcome to the program. Thanks, guys. And, um, uh, Dave, uh, your question centers around uh, help with marketing. Is that correct? Yeah, I've actually um, started a new business. I probably should have gone to your Smart Star training session um, a couple years ago. Um, I'm actually a physician in town, but I coached in field on the side. And I've developed an inflatable high jump pit that I started to market and sell. And this economy has really kind of shot us in the foot um, in regards to um, national sales. I've got um, two salesmen out in California and a couple here in the Midwest. But just trying to spend capital wisely um, in an economy that most schools, that's where my um, business is really headed towards, is schools and universities, and where they're... um, basically tied in what they can spend. So just knowing how to um, position myself when the economy does turn around um, to have good market share, because right now I have a market share that's very small, but I've got very good good connections. It's kind of a niche um, business where track and field is not a huge business, and it's uh, very narrow marketing. So how do I best spend capital or continue to use my capital wisely to survive this economy? Well, I certainly can't give you uh, a quick answer to that because every business is different. Every business uh, faces unique challenges uh, and and idiosyncrasies of the particular markets that they're in. Uh, However, uh, the Small Business Development Center's uh, counselors uh, are able to spend some time with you and learn from you uh, about your business and and sit down and uh, uh, kick some ideas around and, and direct you to the proper resources. Yeah, I will definitely. I learned more in the last 45 minutes um, in resources that are available to me than I knew of before, and I just dropped my daughter off at a birthday party, so this was kind of perfect timing for me. (laughs) What county are you in? I'm in Polk County. I'm here in West Des Moines. Okay. If if you go to the website, iowasbdc.org. Yeah, I already wrote that down. Yeah, you'll see a drop-down box titled Regional Centers, and if you click on that and then click on Urbandale, uh, that will take you to our Mid-Iowa Center, which serves uh, Polk County. Uh, and it has a, uh, a contact uh, name of Sherry Schaefer, who runs that center for us, along with uh, uh, email and uh, phone numbers and an address. I will give Sherry a call. Okay. Thanks for the call, Thank Dave. you, guys. Good, you luck, Thank good, luck you. With, good luck with your business, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's, it's interesting that uh, so sooner or later, um, you know, unless you're – Bill Gates and you invent uh, something totally unique <laughs> uh, that's adopted by one of the biggest corporations in the world at the time, and which was, of course, was the DOS system. And most of us out there have a good idea, and but sooner or later it comes down to how you market that and how you sell it, doesn't it? That's correct. Yeah. That's, that's and marketing is uh, you know marketing is one of those critical things that people have to get right because if you don't get it right, the best business idea fizzles. Yep. And, and Dave, I'll tell you, you're Sounds like you're in a, in a niche market to begin with, which is fine, which means you had a definable marketplace, and a lot of companies don't. And, and it's just a matter of developing what that differentiating value offer to uh, the schools that you service. And I'm sure the Small Business Development Center can help you out with that. Well, Jim, thank you for taking time out of your Sunday and being on the program tonight. Well, Jim, thanks very much. I've enjoyed it. This or other BizTalk podcast may be downloaded by visiting our website at www 
www.biztalkradioshow.com. Or you can subscribe to BizTalk through iTunes. If you want to learn the strategies how to take your sales force to the next level, you can contact the Performance Group at 800-550-9509. Or visit us on the web at www.pmgllc.net. 